just trying to change the world here, people. Oh, really? The Facebooking and the tweeting and the Instagramming, all that would not exist without our understanding of science. So it's amazing that you do that as an insult. You mean true for you is different from true for anybody else. Have yeah, to absolutely, to you. because I can't think either got to be true or not. I can't, no, no. Welcome to O'Reilly Radio number 137A, recorded Friday, December 23rd, 2016, where we dismantle the current events for your edutainment through mostly rational conversations that make you go, oh, really. I'm your host, Andy Cowan, and I've got my usual suspects. I've got Stephen Griffith, and I've got Fred Sims. Welcome, gentlemen, on Christmas Eve Eve. How are good, you doing? Good evening. Tired. Well, that that's kind of par for the course, par for the course. Ready for 2016 to be the frack over. It really needs to die. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it can't come soon enough. Though I I am off until like the 9th, so I I would like that vacation time, but I just don't want any any further consequences for what 2016 is. Um, We were alerted that um, Carrie Fisher of Star Wars fame and infamy... uh, she had a massive heart attack as in, and is currently in critical condition, from what I heard. So we, uh, we definitely are, our thoughts are, are with her, uh, like the force. And hopefully she'll pull through because we don't want, we don't want 2016 to, to drag out any more casualties. This is getting, no. getting quite ridiculous. Um, it's, it's like it's a yeah. trend or something. Uh, but enough of that morbid stuff. We'll talk more about morbid other things in a minute, but audience feedback and participation from previous shows. Uh, I was um, I was a bad show host. I didn't didn't put things together properly. I I really need like a producer to keep me in line or something. But apparently uh, that is just one of the many mistakes that we make. So if you find any, uh, pause the podcast. You know, listen to us in post, etc., 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 and send us a note at Podcast at gmail.com or phone it in 470-222-6759. Just like Daniel Andrew Duncan from Kentucky Fried Freethought did. Hey, Andy, this is Daniel, a.k.a. Mr. Bible Pants from Country Fried Freethought. I was thinking about the description you guys gave of how money stacks up in the most recent episode. If I'm remembering my days of pulling loaded trailers out, uh, a 53-foot trailer, which is just standard size, can hold 48 pallets with a little room to spare. So, if you if you count all that up, round up the room to spare, that ends up being about $5 billion in a trailer. So, if you want an idea of what a trillion dollars looks like, that's 200 standard size tractor trailers. That's basically the biggest truck stop you've ever seen. And if you if you carried that out to the entire U.S. economy, the entire U.S. budget or GDP, that's five times more trailers than the plant I work at can physically hold. It's ridiculous. Anyway, just thought I'd share that. Bye. Thank you, Daniel, for providing that uh, that glorious insight and obvious parallel to uh, to things that 
you know, we're, we're bad at looking at big numbers. So when we can compare them directly with other things that we actually have interaction with in the regular real world, um, that's, that's always a plus. So thank you very much. And, uh, folks, keep those, keep those emails and, and, uh, voicemails coming. I, I like that. It's wonderful. But now we're, well, thank um, you. Thank you for seeing that. Now I'm just going, hey, guys, let's forget this job and start pulling Fast and the Furious, the real game. <laughs> <laughs> Go steal ourselves a tractor trailer full of money because uh, I can use a billion. It's a lot of lot of money. It's lot not of even one billion. I mean, it's five. Now you got to think anytime you're next to one of those trucks on the road, like how much cash is sitting there right next to me no, no, right no. now? I'm not expecting to do this as a solo <laughs> operation. I'm expecting, expecting to split this at least four other ways. Oh, well, yeah, well still, you know, that's... Because I'm smart. I'm that's, not greedy. I only need one billion. You know, I've I've done the numbers. I I don't even need a million <laughs> to to really 50. make make everything nice. Fifty dollars, fifty million, fifty million. For what? that would give me enough to play with as an initial stuff, and then the rest can just go into investment. I can literally as a about forty to forty five million. I can live off of that the rest of my life just off interest alone. Never have to touch principal. That does uh, that does leave a lot of uh, yeah yeah. I've done the calculations on this. Maybe. I know how big the lottery has to be for me to go. Okay, I can just do whatever the hell I want now for the rest of my life, and that number is fifty million. <laughs> well, the number is fifty million, but that's not the payout number. So you, no, I'm saying that yeah, is you, the payout number that I would need. Oh, that okay. So that's the payout number. So there there you go, folks. With uh, proper investing, all you need is a. What is it? Uh, it's like a, a, a small loan 50%. of fifty million. Small loan of fifty million. A small loan, just like Donald Trump. And uh, we're going to talk about Trump, but uh, I have a new, a new drop to introduce things, uh, topics for Trump, and uh, and here it is. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. I think that's appropriate. <laughs> <sighs> I'll get a cleaner copy next week, but that'll. <laughs> Or uh, whenever we go next, uh, since it's around the holidays, eh, we we may or may not be live next week. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, but hey, so Trump said some things this week. Um, I feel like that should be. You should play the drop, and then you should say Trump said some things this week, and then you go okay, and now on to the weather or <laughs> anything else that the problem. You can't say that, unfortunately. Listen to enough Night Vale, so when you say onto the weather, I suddenly experience music. <laughs> yeah, Night Vale's fun. Um, it's, it's unfortunately, it's a little slow paced for me, so I can't, you know, with driving, it just puts me to sleep. So. Mm. It's also amazing yeah. gaslighting at certain episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's craziness. It's craziness. So welcome to Night Vale. Uh, if you're looking for an odd podcast, uh, it's, it's really, well done. With some well done interesting stuff. Lovecraftian elements. Yes, yes. Um, Night Vale is a very interesting city. Very interesting. <clears throat> okay, so... Um, Donald Trump. Our own Lovecraftian horror. Yes, and speaking of Lovecraftian horror and existential dread, so Donald Trump was talking, and he's, uh, he's apparently... Well, remember when we had... Uh, oh, I can't remember just how long ago it was... But he was being briefed by certain generals, and he asked the question, you know, why can't we use more nuclear weapons? That was like two months ago, two, three months ago, I think. Yeah. Maybe. Now, a lot, of, a lot of folks out there thought that that was just because it was out on Morning Joe. 
on, on MSNBC. So that's who, who did the reporting of that. So a lot of people thought that that was bull, that that didn't really happen. Well, now, let's see. I've got a couple different reports. This one's from the BBC. Donald Trump, U.S. must greatly expand nuclear capabilities. A spokesman later said Mr. Trump was referring to the need to combat the threat of nuclear weapons. No, no, that's that's a spin. That's not what he said. It's not even a good spin. No. Uh, Donald Trump has called for the U.S. to greatly strengthen and expand. Those are in quotes. Greatly strengthen and expand its nuclear capabilities. President-elect who takes office next month said the U.S. must take such action until such time, quote, until such time as the world comes to its senses regarding nukes. That sounds like a tweet. Uh, his, yeah. his spokesman later said, of course, that no, 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 no that's just preventing nuclear prol- proliferation. So we're no. going to prevent nuclear proliferation by proliferating our own nukes. Don't think that's exactly how it works. Mr. Trump yeah, spoke hours after President Vladimir Putin said Russia needed to bolster its military nuclear potential. Which, again, as we've covered in pre- previous shows and looking at all the data, I don't understand why as an actual – my brain hurts figuring this out because as we've discovered in one of the last, one of the last previous shows we did, mm-hmm. it takes a grand total of around 100 nuclear warheads going off in a relatively short period enough time to kick enough crap into the atmosphere to start a nuclear winter. The U.S. arsenal yeah. is big enough to do this 71 times. Yeah. Russia is big enough to do this 73 times. Potent- we don't yeah. need more nukes. We, re- we really <clears throat> do not. Do you know what it sounded like you just did there? It sounded mm. like you used facts. Um, oh, and damn. That's so right. It's all about emotions. Since they uh, no longer matter... Yeah, I want yeah. to say that everything you said can be thrown out, and we need more nukes. Yeah, so I, I, I'm so caught up in the old days. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just not up for this. The yeah. new politic. So really, what I'm doing, I'm looking out for you because you said it's hurting your head. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to save you the headache of doing things that like involve research or looking things up or verifying with sources. You know that passe, oh, right, right, that, right. You know I, that shit I, that's so right. 2015. I just, gonna, I just gotta start screaming invictives at the screen as loud as possible, <laughs> repeatedly. That, that's that's the way to do it now. I don't thank, think that's, thank that's... you, Fred. Thank you for reminding me of that. Oh, so God. wait, by saving you a headache, I just gave myself a headache. Yeah, that's how that works. I, I'll warn you to close your ears and be fine. That is how that works. So yeah, here, here on the screen, if you uh, if you care to watch the show, because we do have miraculous facial expressions, uh, as we actually, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but sometimes we just read this live, you know, and it's it's our reaction to it that is really the the greatness of the show, and then it's just how we come up with this stuff. You know, this is not prescripted. None of this is prescripted, except for just the intro and the outro to the show. That's that's all that's pre- prescriptive here. So, if you want to watch that unfold, go take a look at our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Overly Radio, and, and you'll get it all there. Uh, we've got all the shows, except for like the first five, which, trust me, you never wanted to see in the first place. Um, yeah, they're all up there. So, also, you can stream live. We've we've got it on um, on Twitch and on Facebook, and both of those, you know, they, they end up on YouTube. So, 
<sighs> there on the screen right now is the United States must greatly strengthen and expand its nuclear capabilities until such time as the world comes to its senses regarding nukes. That is a direct tweet from the Donald, real Donald Trump. Uh, 10.50 a.m., December 22nd. And 140 characters so very much limits him because the world comes to its senses regarding nukes. Like, that's not even... I really think that's the way he thinks, though. The world as a whole comes to its senses. Like, not... No, or like each individual country comes to its senses or each individual country comes to Trump's senses. Like, it's so... It's not enough. Well, let let me also take what is said in this tweet and expand it to... I I know, I'm using facts and ideas here again. (laughs) But... I think we need a bumper for that. Warning, facts. Warning, facts approaching. Let's see. uh, Noted. The United States must greatly strengthen and expand its alcohol capacity until such time as the world comes to its senses regarding drunk driving. But we're behind on that. But it's that whole idea of, it's almost, in my head, bringing it down almost that same level, going, well, until the whole world comes to, you know, its senses regarding drunk driving, let's just drink more. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. That's bad. But I like drinking. I like drinking. I I kind of like driving, but I don't not think together. Drink, but not together. But again, it's that whole... It's we not have like enough. bacon and everything else. You know, it's not like that. You know, it yeah, doesn't, doesn't work. That like is that. true. Drinking and bacon, they go great. Yeah. Driving and bacon, they go great. I'm not sure exactly how that works, but yes. I'm just going to say yes, because it's bacon. Yes to bacon. If bacon ran for president, I think... Kevin Bacon should run for president because then it would be Bacon for president. I don't think anybody could say no. Yeah, he would just win. Just then, Kevin Bacon for president. Okay. Um, now this was, this is kind of some obvious stuff here. And here's the, the real president of the United States, Vladimir Putin. I mean, <coughs> um, our good friend, Vladimir Putin. No, no, let's do proper. Is our glorious overlord. Yeah, I think the word is comrade, guys. I mean, we we better start brushing oh, up. Oh, yeah, I guess... No, 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 no. You have to say it in proper Russian. Tavarish. Uh, I'm, I'm still going to speak English. I'm just going to say I, the Russian words. I can at least say, hello, how are you in Russian, which is... I, mean, I can say goodbye-ish but, in Russian. You know, <laughs> I can say <laughs> Wolverines. Bring it, <laughs> Russia. Um, yeah, so... You know, I was always thinking that we were going to have to learn Chinese, but now maybe. <laughs> no, no, okay. we're going to have to because after us and, and Russia launch at each other, China is going to be where we're going to have to end up. Uh, uh. Okay, so yeah, so uh, Jason Miller, the uh, the communications manager for Trump, um, yeah, he's uh, he's putting the spin on it as best he can. I I don't <sighs> Folks, this hurts. I mean, really, this hurts. Especially given that there was another report later um that let me see if I can find it if I put it in the show notes or not. Um No, I did not put it in the show notes. So I will let me find that real quick. But apparently there's um uh, there was another poll about how more Americans 
are in favor of Putin. You know, they're, they're very favorable of Russia in general. And it's... Now, see if I can find it. it yeah. Was, there it, it was is. There Putin it is. Putin versus Obama. Yeah, I got it here. It's and among Trump Putin supporters. Putin was like 39%, and Obama was 9 Oh, that's awesome. Uh, oh, it's out on Morning Joe. What do you, yeah. what do you think about... Well, that's what, that's what Obama gets for not, you know, show. riding yeah. around half naked on a horse with a hunting rifle. Yeah, that there's that. Um, okay, I don't have the uh, I don't have the statistics, but yeah, that happened. That that's a thing. <sighs> why is that a thing, people? Why why is that a thing? This is not this is not good news. This is not good news. So, <clears throat> uh, I have a second uh, a second link to that story just to verify. Though usually the BBC is pretty good. Uh, it was also out on Politico. Um, you know, like it or not, it's out there. So, yeah, Trump is basically forcing a nuclear arms race with Russia. We will outmatch them and outlast them at every Well, turn. I don't know if he's forcing one, because let's be honest, Putin is the one who actually put it out first, and then Trump just kind of followed suit. Yeah. Which is somewhat disturbing if you actually start trying to analyze it. I don't suggest it. That's a show in itself. Oh, he's going to be super reactionary in everything that happens. He's going to let other people do something first, and then he's going to respond in his very Twitter-esque way of overblowing the situation and causing problems. I mean, we're seeing this unfold itself. Yeah. Beyond that, what I'm getting of this is I'm watching stuff between Putin and Trump and all stuff being said. I'm just going, okay, so essentially we're living in the 80s again only we're publicly talking more with russia i mean for anyone who didn't live through the 80s there was a at least in this country and actually from people i've talked to who lived in russia at the time the constant worry about oh god nuclear war is going to start any minute now and we're all going to freaking die you live with that every day until 91 when everyone went what just happened well yeah 89 90 when the Berlin Wall fell, they're like, "What, um, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down that wall!" But it's—I'm seeing, you know, these. My it's best almost Ronnie like, "Hey, remember that great time when we were both superpowers and it was amazing? Let's do that again." Is almost what I'm sensing off of this, and that bothers the crap out of me because it yeah, the, scares me. Well, the whole reason that we were superpowers like that was to outspend them. Mm-hmm. And. We built the this huge national debt. The, I mean, the eighties were were a pretty prosperous time. You know, I, I will say that they they were a pretty prosperous time. They weren't necessarily that way for everybody, but that goes without saying for every era. You know, there's always people that are doing okay, and there's always people that are doing way less than okay. Um, you know, dying and starving in the streets, kind of not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we, we did have lifestyles of the rich and famous in the 80s. You know, caviar wishes and champagne dreams, I think it was. Um, with Robin yeah. Leach. I remember that show. So the 80s weren't so bad. So economically speaking, as long as you put your stock and, you know, 401k into, well, I guess, arms manufacturing, 
then you're probably going to be all right. So, though, don't take stock advice from a podcast, especially not this one. Um, mm. So, speaking of other things that, you know, silver linings. Let's, let's try for some silver linings, because that may be the only thing that we can do is just find out, okay, so what's the counterpoint to this? Yes, there, there's the basket of deplorables. You know, I'm, I'm going to continue to use that because they seem to want to own it. So let's make them own that. Um, yep. So we've got the basket of deplorables and all the things that they want to do. But there's, there's got to be something, uh, there has to be a counterpoint because you can't move that end of the scale so, so far one way and not have something else come up. So... In this, um, when you make nuclear weapons, you end up with byproducts. And those byproducts are very useful for creating uh, RTGs, radiothermal generators. Radioactive, yeah, radiation thermal generators. Anyway, the thing that powers our deep space probes, the things that power... Rovers like Curiosity. The United States is pretty much out of that, and we've actually had to have the Department of Energy spool that program back up at great cost, because we weren't generating enough of it. You know, back in the 80s when we did have the arms race, well, we had plenty of it. And then, for a while, we were buying the stuff from the Russians because... Their manufacturing process ended up with more of this leftover waste, and they simply had more of it too. Now we're all kind of running out. We've used it up, basically. So, as a byproduct, as a silver lining to having more of these huge destructive devices in the world, we'll also have devices that we can use for deep space exploration and, and furthering the cause of science. So, there's probably the only upside that I can find to that. Um, but in a second, you know, in a tangentially related thing, Trump has uh, asked the State Department, his transition team has now asked the State Department uh, to name those working on gender equality. This is very similar to the way that uh, his team had asked the, um, the Department of Energy for who was working on climate change. Now they're asking... Who's, who has been working on gender equality? Yeah. Now, the, the Department a lot of, of people very nervous. The Department of Energy said, no, we're not disclosing names. You, you can't have that information. I don't know if the, uh, if the State Department is going to do the same thing, but until, until Carrie's out, as the Secretary of State, I imagine that they're also going to show a, a similar middle finger to that kind of request. So the email no uh, was point to having that information. Yeah, no, it's a, it's obviously a witch hunt. It's you know for why would they do that? You know, what what is this information going to be for? So in a in a brief email that was sent Wednesday morning, the Trump team asked State Department's bureaus of offices to list any programs or activities that, quote, promote gender equality, such as ending gender-based violence, promoting women's participation in economic and political spheres, entrepreneurship, etc. Okay, the email was acquired and published by the New York Times, which re 
reports, quote, although the wording of the memo is neutral and does not hint at any political change, policy change, it rattled State Department employees, even those at senior levels. Some officials said they feared the incoming Trump administration was trying to determine what programs were focused on lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender issues, though the memo did not refer to them. So, yeah, they're... All those programs that they that they asked for are tangentially related to those programs, sometimes directly related to those programs, but not in those words. So they're asking for the information without asking directly for the information. You know, it's it's that follow the line to the next logical dot on the um, on the graph. This also leaves it to where they can say we did not ask for that information. I mean, am, am, am I looking for a conspiracy where one doesn't exist? I don't know. I don't think I am. Apparently the New York Times didn't think they were, and apparently the, the heads of the State Department don't think that that's outside the realm of possibility. And given that the uh, new commander-in-chief, uh, his vice president, Mike Pence, has instituted the... Worst legislation for, well, no, against LGBT and women in the nation's history, really, single-handedly in the state of Indiana. That kind of biases how we're going to take things like this, take, take these unilateral actions where they're asking for names. Why would they need names? Mm-hmm. Are they just going to call him up and say, so what you doing? I don't think so. That Why Why would they? You know, What do you think, Fred? Why would you need the names of people that are working on a program in particular? Uh, Any program in particular. Why would you need those names? I would need those names so that I know exactly who will no longer be with the State Department so that those programs cannot proceed in the direction that they were before I had the names. Sprocket, what are you doing? Whatever I want. Hi, Sprocket. We have a podcast. He, he has yeah, insisted on climbing either up on me or, in this case, he climbed over Fred to get to me. And then across the desk and everything. Fun. Okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Podcat is in place all is well in the universe. At least in this tiny little corner of the universe. So... Yeah, it's it's basically a chopping block. It's the short list of people to get rid of, and also the short list of programs to get rid of to yeah, wipe to wipe all across the board. First, you undermine the program by eliminating the people that have been working within the program, because once you've done that, it's going to be hard for the remaining people within the State Department that may have an interest in that program continuing to push the program forward. I mean, anytime you take essentially the infrastructure out of something like that, your program's going to fold and collapse. So you do it the first way by finding the people that are essentially anti your thoughts and beliefs and you get rid of them and you blacklist them and now they're not able to get back in and work in those areas. You're eliminating your enemy. 
you don't believe that rights for LGBTQ people are uh, important and you're going to find and essentially eliminate, maybe really eliminate, who knows? I mean, how, how far down you want to go in a conspiracy theory, but you want to eliminate the competition and these people are your direct competition. Shortly after the transition team's email became public, the Twitter account of the State Department's Political Military Affairs Bureau posted a note of support for the National Action Plan on Women, Peace, and Security, a program that was celebrated in a State Department tweet Wednesday as the agency marked five years since the plan was introduced by President Obama. So, yeah, these are some of Obama's policies and things that have um, that were instituted under Hillary Clinton's uh, stay at the State Department and have continued under John Kerry. And in theory would continue just as a general policy of goodwill, you know, peace on earth, goodwill toward men and women, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, for any incoming uh, Secretary of State. In theory, in practice, I don't think we're going to see that happen. What do you think, Stephen? You're the uh, you're the political science guy. Yeah, that's about what Again, I thought. Again, <laughs> I, I I agree with you in a way. It's I think what they're doing is they're getting names of people who could run counter their policy, so that when the time comes, they can, as you said before, essentially operate a witch hunt, clean house, and put their own people in charge, or at least people who are sympathetic or willing to just do what they're told. So that they can do and create their policies however they want with absolutely no obstruction whatsoever at any level of the uh, the organization. Yeah. So uh, apparently, I didn't know this, but it was a 74-point questionnaire on climate change. Hmm. That's the Trump questionnaire raises concerns. Uh, so... Th- the one that went to the uh, Department of Energy was a 74-point questionnaire. Oh, and here it is in a PDF. Cool. Oh, oh boy. Oh. I have to answer this. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Put that in the show notes. I'd like to go through and answer that. Okay. Let me uh, <laughs> well, just uh, copy that, and we'll put that right there as item number four in the uh show notes and that's going to be the show notes for O'Reilly Radio episode 137. So we got that PDF just listed right there. And I will probably also uh make a direct copy of of that and put it on the website as well just in case for some reason it should go down from the original source. Um interesting. So just uh looking at some of these what okay, so there's the numbers of the question, the actual question, and the programs assigned. So, I guess this is this was the response, perhaps, because down at the bottom there's in red. That's hmm. I'm not sure about this. Ah, uh, yeah, it is a response. See question sixty-seven. <laughs> Can you provide a list of licensing agreements and royalty pr- proceeds for the last five years? See question 67. Hmm. OTT. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be some interesting if dry reading. So for those of you that are, um, that are big into the politics and policies thereof, 
this this will be interesting. I didn't know that this was out there. I, I suppose it was just, you know, a click away, obviously. But yeah, so that's going to be some fun reading, light reading. You know, print out, you know, take it to the bathroom with you. You know, I'm sure it's good for that. Scream. <laughs> and and Scream? Yeah, probably. I'm, no question two. Can you provide a complete list of ARPA-E's projects? Where's the sign? ARPA-E. Huh. A complete like, can list. You, can you provide the list? Yeah, uh, go look at the thing. That's interesting. Complete list. Uh, I guess that would be go talk to them. Essentially. Huh. So I guess it's just the yeah, pass the buck. So the CIO, CEE, what would be EE? I guess we'd have to figure out as okay, programs assigned. What what are these little call letters here? EE, EIA, mm-hmm. uh, EM, EPSA, GC, HC. I A L P M A M A E slash E S N E. I do love the response to question seventy three though. Okay, po- question. question can you provide a list of all websites maintained by or contributed to by laboratory staff during work hours for the past three years? The response: Department of Energy does not collect this information. This would require a data call to the labs, and the information is not available publicly. Yeah, why would they? Yeah. All websites maintained by or contributed to by laboratory staff. Talk to the labs. Yeah. That's weird. And why? Man, you gotta, you gotta just ask, why are you asking these questions? Mm -hmm. Because all of these questions are being asked for a reason. There is a point to all of this. Oh, can you provide a list of the top 20 salaried employees of the labs? Mm. Yeah. All those those people that you're paying a lot of money. All publications by lab staff for the past three years. Mm. OSTI, which is the Office of Scientific and Technical Information... (laughs) Let's see. Yeah. All the information collects this, you know, and, and it is publicly available. <laughs> AKA, just go look at the site that they have it on. Do your own research. <sighs> yeah. Essentially. And I know there's the case of, you know, fiction versus real life, but um, this questionnaire screams of uh, the movie Office Space. Um <clears throat> This is exactly what that is. It's the type of thing that gets given to a a large company or group of people to determine who are the easiest cut. Yeah. It's the bobs. The bobs are coming. Mm. Well, that's some fun reading, folks. Fun reading, but I think that uh I think we're going to we're going to call this one an end. So, if you've enjoyed what we do here and you'd like to help us out, there are a few ways you can donate to the show through patreon.com slash Radio and get early access to show content. Reviews on iTunes absolutely help us. They help help us with uh, just feeling really good about ourselves uh, most of the time and also, you know, gaining show audience. That's how those metrics happen. Then we get in front of more eyeballs and, and ear holes. Um, 
speaking of that, you can also always tell a friend or someone you love, someone that you need this information to be disseminated to. Because sometimes you can say something and no one else will believe you until you have someone else say exactly the same thing. And of course, you can engage with us directly. Send us an email or a message on social media at oreallyradiopodcast at gmail.com or all the social media stuff. You can find all those links right at the top of our uh, on a, on a blue banner up on the top of our webpage at oreallyradio.com. Uh, also, if you're the more talkative sort, we've got a phone line, 470-222-6759. It's always ready to take your call or your text. And that's how Daniel Duncan got in touch with us from Kentucky Fried Free Thought. Thank you very much, Daniel, for that. Also, uh, thank you for cho- thank you for choosing to waste your valuable time on us. This has been O'Reilly Radio, part of the Random Acts Company. This work is licensed by, under a Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 United States license, including the music Rocket and Pimgia, created by Kevin McLeod of Incomptech.com. <laughs>